0: and welcome actually happy new year everybody this is the first sports and stuff podcast of 2021 and what do you guys think new year is fantastic already right
1: oh yeah everything's going about as expected isn't it too late to say happy new year january 8th Uh, no
0: i think you have a month a month when he's like oh yeah when you talk to people for the first time you can wish
1: them happy new year up to a month if you don't see me on the first don't bother with a happy new Year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we have a special reoccurring guest Andrew Bubb joins the show today Andrew Bubb, how are you doing, sir?
2: I'm doing alright, I'm doing alright Today's Friday, so obviously uh, that's a good day So for right. those of you who do know me For those of you who do know me that listen to the podcast I'm a big New York Mets fan And there was some huge Mets news that dropped yesterday Woo! So I am on top of the world, that's for sure. Uh, but we'll we'll get to that, I'm sure.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, going into no podcasts last week because of New Year's. Um, but going into this past week, seventeen of picks, CJ was up two games over me. Um, yeah, and we picked big. all our games. CJ picked three different games than I did. And what do you know, CJ lost all three of those games, and I went 5-0, and and I won by one game! Woo! Yeah, CJ! Hey,
1: we didn't announce the picks on the podcast, so I'm not sure that those ones are really... Like, I don't know that those should stand with the rest of the picks. <laughs> oh, oh um,
0: wow. I'll have to check the constitution of our podcast and see what it says about that. But I did write them down in the official podcast notebook, oh, so...
1: Tough to argue with.
0: <laughs> um, Quickly... <laughs> Last week, uh, Bears or Packers at Bears. We both picked the Packers, Cowboys at Giants. CJ went against his own Giants and screwed him over. I didn't want them to never, win, never do that. Either. Never do that. They didn't care what you wanted, CJ. They won anyway. Yeah, how did, how did it help us
1: at the end of the season?
0: Helped me, uh, yeah. <laughs> Washington. <laughs> Washington at the Eagles. CJ went with the Eagles. I went with Washington. I got the win there. We both picked the Rams, and possibly might have been the worst game ever played on a football field against the Cardinals. And then we had Dolphins and Bills, and I understand the Dolphins picked there. The their defense just allowed fifty six points to the Bills, though, and the I mean, Bills crushed. Not going to win many games like that. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> um, so there you have it. End of the record. End of the season records. I went forty four and forty one, and CJ went forty three and forty two. Gonna keep bragging. About um, that. Oh, I just want to. It's crazy. If you just picked the Giants, we would have tied, and it would have been, you know, I know it would have been more, more fun. But now I'm just pissed at them twice. It's so funny because like you picked against the Giants at the start of the year and you crushed it, and then I started to pick with the Giants, and we like, we're, then we're like, all right, the Giants are covering these games, and
1: then you went against them one last time. Yeah, I, Dallas have been playing a lot better. The Giants, were the Giants are not a good team this year. And um, yeah, Bob, do you have... for. I guess at least the 18th time this year, but probably more than that. Bob, do you have any uh, season-ending notes on the Giants? Nope. Bob? Bob? Oh, we may have lost him. Oh, no. I'm going to write this time down and edit it from here. (laughs) I hope he's not delayed. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he is. He's just delayed. Is he okay? Two minutes. It says we're Hello, Bob, you there? Is he on mute? Oh,
0: he's putting his little hand up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can talk, Bob, if you can. <laughs> Bob, refresh the page. Maybe at, I don't know if that's gonna mess with anything.
0: <laughs> I have no idea.
1: I don't even know if he, he can. He still, hear still says he's there. He's just raising his hand.
0: <laughs> oh. Alright, you refreshed the page. I wrote down the time. I'm gonna write it was three thirty as we started the full <laughs> footage. Bobby, there. This is gone. This is awesome, Bob. There's no. I'm so, Bob,
1: uh, raise your hand if you can hear us. Oh, oh, I can hear you. He he's raising his hand. That's exciting. And he's got like a little bit of a line, but not as big of a line. Right. Yeah. There's no audio coming through. Yeah. Huh.
0: Still raising his hand. <laughs>
1: Now we're just gonna communicate through waving our hands to each other.
0: No, he says he doesn't like the Mets anymore, and he's actually giving up on the team. Wow! Wow, that's that's all that from a, ha- a raised hand. Jeez, he also said the Mandalorian was awful. Oh, this guy! Huh, I mean, you come hate on, Baby Yoda? <laughs> I have no idea what happened. I'm trying to fix it.
1: <laughs> all right, so maybe we just carry on with our picks and then. When is yeah i mean i guess
0: we it. i guess we could i mean this is behind the scenes stuff i guess we can just let this run yeah makes it more authentic you know exactly cj how's it feel to blow a 12-game lead <laughs> uh
1: not great <laughs> <laughs> i just wanted to you know I'm just, just to ask you one more time How does it feel to come back from a 12-game deficit
0: oh it was just you know the beginning of the year it's harder to pick games And that's why I struggled. But at the end of the year, when it was just as hard,
1: then I did good. (laughs) You can't be harder early in the season than just as hard later in the season. (laughs) I just find it really funny that
0: after all the the entire year, we pick five games a week. That's a total of, oh my gosh, I have to do math. 85 games we picked. And I finished three games over 500. Yeah, three games over 500. And you finished
1: one game over 500. Yeah, it's. It's hard, man. It was just like, I probably didn't break even (laughs) because I mean, you finished positive, actually, but I don't know if you (laughs) win your money back necessarily. No. Yeah.
0: Especially if you're doing like five team parlays. Um, It's just so crazy that through the entire year and that's how it ends up, it shows you that we still don't know what we're talking about. That's
1: something we should keep track of next year. How often we get all five games, right? Right. Ooh, should we get bonus
0: points say. involved?
1: Yeah, I got the last week five and zero, and I'm sure that we've done it a couple other times this year, but it can't be much. No, I know.
0: I know you were cr- at the beginning of the year. We thought you had like insider trading going on. I did. <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: Yeah, then my people turned <laughs> on me.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. you hate to see that. Yeah, it's I'm sorry. Um. So yeah, but huge weekend this weekend. The biggest weekend in all. Of- Football history,
1: right? far oh, as I know. Bob, are you there? Gosh dang it. Oh! Oh, we heard a pop. We heard a pop. Did you plug a mic, a headset in? Did, uh, oh, what was that noise? Wave your hand once for yes, twice for no. <laughs> All right. Wait,
0: wait, what was one hand? Was one hand yes? Uh yes. Now what happened? His little thing at the bottom here. If he talks now, it's gonna not gonna be synced up with us, is it?
1: I don't know. I don't know how that works. Do we have to wait for him to get all the way to the end first? I don't think he will. Where's ours? is it still going.
0: I have no idea, Bob. Whatever you may, unplug your headset, and then wave your hand once when you know it, when you, it's unplugged.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I Kay. hope we keep this all in.
0: <laughs> I plan on it. um, I don't know. That's so strange. Plug your headset in again.
1: I have no idea. When you put on the little speaker in the top right, too make sure that it's on the right audio input.
0: Where's the little? Where's the little speaker thing?
1: On oh, the top, right?
0: Huh. I guess I, I can edit all our uh long silence breaks, but maybe not. <laughs> I blame COVID entirely for this.
1: Yeah, that's fair. And Tennessee. Tennessee. Oh yeah.
0: The state. I was like, what? Jeez. I thought you were about to go Wait, are to you the College of Tennessee. Now? About to fight you. Am I delayed? I don't think so.
1: Oh, no, you're delayed.
0: <laughs> How delayed am
1: I when I stop talking, start talking? I'm talking right now. Okay, that's not that bad. Yeah, it's like three seconds on my end. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You ready? I'm going to count, and then you start talking as soon as you hear me start counting, okay? one, two, one, three. two, three,
0: four. Okay, I guess it wasn't as How bad. How delayed one. is it? No, it's not as bad as when we had T.O. on, goodness gracious. Yeah. I just don't know where Sir oh, Andrew oh, Bubb is.
1: Yeah. Is he waving to us anymore? I haven't seen nothing in a while. You know, I didn't okay. see a hand wave. <laughs> oh, a little oh, hand up there! Hi, Bob. <laughs> we miss you.
0: We <laughs> <laughs> hope everything's going great. Um, I guess.
1: What do you want to do here? Let what me. Uh,
0: all right. Let me. I'm gonna have to do some crazy editing.
1: Let me stop. I run a test back.
0: Congratulations on not having Rona and Thank three, you.
1: two, one,
0: <laughs> Andrew, Bob, tell us about your feelings on the Giants' season. Uh, I mean,
2: the giants, I, I'm sure CJ has, has talked about this. The giants are not a good football team and they've convinced themselves that they are. Uh, I mean, they were, they, obviously they're a single game away from making the postseason. but uh, I mean, they were six and 10 with, a miraculous win over the Seahawks, uh, <laughs> huge which, win by the right, way. I mean, I mean, it's a huge win, uh, and the defense played well. Uh, but I mean, that was it. Their offense. I mean, would they what they score seventeen points. Like, uh, it wasn't a good game. I, I think that was the game that they decided the front office uh, and the ownership decided that they're actually a good football team again. Uh, and so that's that's the win that that pisses me off the most uh to be honest with you because i mean they've already said they're planning on bringing back dave gettleman which uh, is just abysmal uh there's no reason for it so the defense made great strides uh, a bunch of their acquisitions paid off uh, i mean Blake martinez more, blake martinez logan ryan and uh james bradbury even uh
1: What's his name from the Jets? Ended up having a really good year this year. I could Leonard still Williams. argue it wasn't the right move, but he had a great year.
2: Yeah, so I mean they had they had a great season uh, on the defensive side of the ball, but uh, they, they still have so many question marks on offense. Um, I mean, the best thing toward down the stretch was probably seeing Andrew Thomas play a little bit better. Um, he's he's still not where you'd want. Uh, I mean, the number four pick, the first left tackle off the board, uh, he's still not at that level you'd want him at, but uh, he looks a lot better than he did earlier in the season. So that's encouraging, but they still have holes on the offensive line. Uh, I mean, they still need playmakers, and they still need uh, a quarterback who can actually play in the NFL.
1: The one thing that Um, I'm taking as kind of a plus on this season is that the team that did make the playoffs, What? What happened there? No, you're good. Okay. Keep going. (laughs) Sorry. The the team that actually did end up making the playoffs (laughs) out of the NFC East was the team, the Washington team, that we beat twice. So when you look at the rest of our division, I don't think that we're necessarily the worst team in it but I'm not sure that we're in the best position going forward either because the team has this delusion that Daniel Jones is good enough and that the offense only might need a couple extra pieces when in reality, we're a ways away from being a legit team, not just in the NFC East, but in the NFC and the league.
2: Right. I mean, I mean, that's, that's my thing is, I mean, it's one thing to, to contend in the NFC East where I mean, the champion ended up with, with seven wins and nine losses. It's another thing to make the playoffs with aspirations of uh, actually going to and winning a Super Bowl. Uh, and so they're definitely far off from that goal. And, and I mean, I'm, I'm a believer, especially in football, that anything can happen. Uh, I mean, the, the 2011 Giants are the only 9-7 and seven team to ever win the Super Bowl. Uh, so they've they've got the worst record of a Super Bowl champion. They're also the only team that's ever gotten outscored in the regular season to win uh, a Super Bowl championship. I think they got outscored by like six uh, in their point <laughs> differential. But uh, it's it's just delusional to think that they could run with uh, with anybody. I mean, but and so so I take your point, CJ. Obviously that they, uh, I mean they they beat the eventual champion, uh, two times, but which, I mean, the first one was, was definitely with Haskins, right? And right. then was the second game also with Haskins or was that with Alex Smith?
1: Yeah. Was that the game was Alex Smith hurt for that one?
2: I think oh, he might've oh, been. Oh, okay. it, it, I try and keep up with the Giants' stats, but I can't always watch them down here. Uh, down in Memphis, we don't always get them on, uh, on TV, but, but, but Alex I mean, Smith played the second game. He did play the second game. Okay. Cause three picks. Jeez. Cause I mean, beating, beating Dwayne Haskins is not, uh, that's not anything. Nobody
1: does football. Right. And even, even beating Alex Smith, like he's not the, if they get a better quarterback than Alex Smith, which is very much available this off season and in future off seasons, then they will be a legit team because their defense is really good. And they have some really good young pieces on offense. And I, their future looks much better than ours, even though we were able to beat them twice.
2: Oh, a hundred. I mean, I mean, their, their future looks better in large part because the giants beat them. Uh, was it week 17 last year, uh, and, and lost out on chase young, uh, which is uh, I'll never get over that. But
1: I mean, I think the, the other thing moving that's forward why is to lose this year.
2: Right. The other thing moving forward is, I mean, the Cowboys are not as bad as they are with Dak Prescott. Uh, right. They are a better team than they were this season uh, when Prescott's healthy. And so uh, they have to worry about that in the future as well. I mean, Prescott will be back. Presumably uh, they'll sign him. He'll be back next year, fully healthy. Uh, And so, I mean, there, I agree They're they're probably not the worst team in the division, but they're, uh, they're definitely not the best and they could be uh, not even second best uh, depending on moves that happen going forward. So.
0: I would say I could argue that the giants have the least hope of anybody in that
1: division though. Right. Depends on what you think of Jalen Hurts.
0: Right. I mean, from what we've seen, he's at least a little more explosive than Carson Wentz. But, I don't know, at least they have that hope of maybe that he could be good. I feel like the Giants are going to stick with Daniel Jones. The Cowboys obviously get Dak back. And then the Washington's like a decent team. They just need a quarterback, I would say. But, like, their defense is good and they have skilled guys on the offense. I just feel like the Giants are stuck in that no-man's land that you never want to be in. Yeah, yeah I, kinda where they're I, right I,
2: I think I'd take the Giants over the Eagles moving forward with their roster construction. Uh but that that's probably about it though. The
1: like Eagles the have an aging roster compared to the Giants.
2: Yeah. They they have an aging roster. Uh I mean Hertz played very well his first two games. Uh his last game did not play well at all. Uh and so I don't know if I'm completely bought in on him yet.
1: And no, look, but... with Hertz, we're people. We're laughing at people who are saying to trade to hard uh, that the Dolphins need to panic right now. And he played seven games. Jalen Hurts played what four or five? I know that he got into games, but he's he was a starter for three or four games. So I don't think we should make the judgment either that he's a huge improvement over Carson Wentz. Because if he if it was that clear, I don't think Doug Peterson's that. Inept when it comes to being a football coach I think he's actually a decent football coach And I would imagine He would have seen that at the start of the year And said, this is going to be our guy It wouldn't have taken, taken him as long To make the switch If Hurts was that That big of a step above Carson Wentz All Right It's just crazy to me that the, what the Two years ago they
0: won the Super Bowl Was it three years ago at this point? 2018 so Those would be the third. Yeah. Yeah. It just wasn't that long ago where they were like, they were just absolutely dominant
1: no matter who they had at quarterback. I remember. That's <laughs> the same year Jacksonville was in the AFC Championship game. Oh, yep. they should have won that game, too. <laughs> yes, they should have. <laughs> Football oh, happened. Gosh, I
0: remember. Let's. Ugh. All right. So we're going into the wild card weekend. First time ever. We have six NFL playoff games. Um, the first game of the weekend Colts at Bills. Bills are six and a half point favorites. Um, this is a huge game for the City of Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. Uh they they haven't won a first round playoff game since I think nineteen ninety six. They're at home. They're the two seed. They're six and a half point favorites, but unfortunately I think they're facing one of the underdogs in the AFC and the Colts.
1: I think they are too, but I still think that they're just the better team. I think the Colts could have made a little run if they got a better first round matchup, but I think Buffalo is a good bit better than them. If the Colts played Pittsburgh, I'd probably take them. But I, I just think Buffalo. I would, would hate good. to see the. I would hate to see
0: the Bills be the Bills like they have been <laughs> these years. I know a lot of Buffalo Bills fans. My brother's out there, and it's just I want the Bills to win. They need to win this game. And the worst part is they're the first game of the weekend too, so it's going to just like. <laughs> Set off the weekend for everything. I have faith; like the team's good enough, but they just have so much past history of the Bills being the Bills. It's making me nervous for this weekend.
2: Yeah, but Philip Rivers has a history of being Philip Rivers. <laughs> so that true. might cancel it out.
1: That's very true. And now he's bad, Philip Rivers.
2: <laughs> yeah, he did that when he was when he was good. Now he's uh, now he's old. Yeah, no, no, I, a- I, I think I think the Bills win this game. Uh, I mean, I think the Bills are a very solid team. Jonathan Taylor's peaking at the right time for the Colts, yeah. for sure. Uh, but the Bills, I mean, they have a good defense, uh, and their offense has been explosive. Uh, Josh Allen's on the Josh amazing. Allen, Stephon Diggs, and then that, that uh, two-headed running back committee of, of Singletary and Zach Moss. So, uh, I think it could be close. I, I think the Bills will make uh, Western New York sweat a little bit. But I think- <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so, against the spread, are you guys all taking the Bills with the
1: 6.5? That's a big number. I might it go is a big it, number. Yeah. I think the Colts' running game might be able to keep them at least close. Their defense is
0: not push over either. Yeah, their defense yeah, is great.
2: Against the spread, I think this is a game – that I'd take the Bills winning a lot closer. Yeah, okay. I I think against the spread, I'd take the Colts, but I think the Bills are going to win.
0: All right, I will take the Bills for the sake of all the Bills fans out there. They're going to blow them out. You're not going to have to worry about it. It's going to be 21 nothing at the end of the first quarter, and Bills are good. fans are going to be happy. <laughs> I'm just saying that to give them some type of hope. I could, I, but the, like the craziest part is I could see the Colts winning this game, and it wouldn't surprise me that much.
1: Yeah, I mean that's the NFL playoffs, right? How many matchups could there even be where we would be that stunned by? And know, right? Obviously, like no one really thinks the Bears will beat the Saints, but is that even that crazy to imagine?
0: Um. Yes, because Mitchell Trubisky in the playoffs, I don't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but they beat the who'd they beat earlier in the year? The Bucks, right? Yeah, that's that's very true. Um. We'll get to that in a second.
0: Get to yeah. that in a second. So, uh, CJ and Bub both take the Colts, but predicting Bills wins, I'll take the Bills on the six and a half points. Um, next game, we have Rams at Seahawks. Um, I'm praying for a Rams victory here. <laughs> but, no oh, got a phone call. Oh, jeez, I'm ignoring it. Don't worry. We're good. <laughs> um, Rams at Seahawks. Seahawks are three point favorites at home. Uh, Bub, we'll start with you. What do you think about this game? I
2: I I I don't know what to think about the Seahawks. Uh, I mean, at times they've looked like one of the best teams in football, uh, and then at times they've lost to the Giants, and they've they played a close one to I think Washington, and almost lost the the very next week uh, as well. I think the the Seahawks peaked way too early in the season. Uh, I mean, Elijah, I mean, you know this. You had DK Metcalf on the fantasy <laughs> team. Like they peaked. Yeah uh very early and then the last couple of weeks have been uh really down for them.
0: And the craziest part is they were still one game away from getting the one seed.
2: Right. Oh yeah. Oh cuz I think they were they were phenomenal early in the season. Uh, and I mean and they're the Rams still in good are
3: oh, it's Russell Wilson. Uh,
2: yes. Don't don't mistake this as me saying they're garbage by any means. Uh, but the Rams. I mean, they 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 have the best scoring defense in the league this year. I think kind of quietly. Um, oh wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, it's a, a, a league best eighteen and a half points uh, per game allowed, which is the the fewest. So, so I I, I think I'm gonna go with uh, the Rams upsetting the the Seahawks in Seattle, especially uh, no no fans uh, or limited fans. I guess I don't know their policy, but. Either way, it's not going to be rocking like it normally is. I think the Rams are going to come in and Aaron Donald's going to uh, disrupt.
0: Oh,
1: I would love that. Get the Seahawks out of the playoffs as soon as we can. CJ, what about you? You know, I made a bracket yesterday with another person who we've had on the podcast, a decent of Dom. I'm sure he'll send it to you guys later. But at the end of the day, which player on these two teams is going to or is going to be the best on the field? It's going to be Aaron Dollar. Also, I'll we'll take say. the Rams. Yep. Oh, thank you. I was going to say. That was my Sorry, part. There must be a little bit of a delay. So.
0: <laughs> I am also going to take the Rams, but for the sake of, I just want the Seahawks to lose, and I want a rooting interest. Um, I think I looked it up the other day. I think the Seahawks had three games this year that weren't one-score games, so this will be a close game no matter what happens.
2: Did, has anyone yeah. seen is is Akers back? Is who back? Is Cam Akers back for the Rams?
0: Oh, I don't know. I didn't know he was hurt.
2: He's been out. Uh, I think he was hurt. I don't think it was COVID, but he was out for a little bit. Um, but yeah, if he if he's back, I think I I'm I'm all in on the on the Rams. Even if golf doesn't to start,
1: practiced a couple days ago, so I I'd assume he's ready to go.
2: I forgot that golf was. Maybe, play.
0: yeah, it's still <laughs> up in the air. Cooper cup just came back off the COVID list, okay, so with the
2: understanding that Goff plays, I'll take the Rams, okay,
1: I don't know who the Rams backup is, but at the end of the day they if they win that game, it's not going to be because they're quarterback,
0: right if that's, that's
1: if either team scores over thirty, I'll take the Seahawks comfortably.
0: But you're both locked in the Rams. I wrote it down. Um, next game: <laughs> Buccaneers at Washington. Just go to the uh, one after. Just go to the <laughs> one after. Uh, you yeah. got is everyone taking the Bucks in this game. Washington is getting eight points at home.
2: Yeah. Oh, no, it's the
1: Bucks <laughs> getting eight. I might take Washington. No. Eight in a playoff game.
0: <laughs> no.
1: Tom Brady in a playoff game.
0: <laughs> Bucks by thirty. <laughs> Ugh. I'm also going to take the Bucks Just because it's Tom Brady And he knows what to do in the playoffs And they have Antonio Brown, Mike Evans And freaking Godwin And it's just like I, they I have understand Mike that um, I think I he's out if they don't he, Okay Govins. so then they just have Antonio Brown and Godwin <laughs>
1: Oh oh yeah boohoo <laughs> Give, give um, me a, Give me the football team I Are you that taking name. the WFT? That's exactly. Like their, the logo.
2: Their, their logo is just a W. You know, that's oh, all they do. Yeah, exactly. Stimgy
0: defense. maybe both. I'm just going through here, to see if no, anything I mean their
2: their defense is great, uh, very underrated. Uh, I, I I wouldn't mind if they won. I mean, they're a division rival to the Giants, but I like I would love an Alex Smith uh, sort of. Uh, comeback story. I think that'd be really cool just watching. I mean, his injury was horrific uh, and coming back and having some kind of success. That would be cool. But uh, just realistically, I think the bucks are uh, a vastly superior team to Washington.
1: I do too. But at the end of the day too, we've seen the bucks play some not great games this year. Both times they played the saints. They lost by one to the bears. Uh, They lost to the Rams, and they lost. Obviously, the Chiefs game was tough. That one wasn't a bad game from them, but they had a couple of bad games in there. And I don't think there's anything stopping them from putting up a bad game, especially against a defense that good.
0: All right, I just want them to lose because I do not want to have the Packers face the Bucks. But we don't have to worry about that right now because the Packers (laughs) have a bye week. Um, all right, game of the week? Question mark. Sorry. Yeah, start. yeah, I got you, I got you. Bucks win, Washington getting eight points, I got you. The game of the week, we have a Tennessee correspondent in the call. Andrew Bubb, Titans are three-point underdogs at home against the Ravens. You are the Tennessee correspondent. We'll let you take it away.
2: Yeah, uh, all I'm going to say is Derrick Henry. I think that's all you really need to yeah, say. I'm,
0: I'm um,
1: that's yeah, I'm sold. Yeah. Is there any other part of that team? well AJ Brown.
2: you guys know aj brown is my uh, my darling my sweetheart i love aj brown
1: um you're keeping it clean just, for the podcast though. So.
2: yeah yeah oh yeah no you don't know if, I, if my mom will listen or anything like that, but, but no i mean i i i think uh i mean i think ryan Tannehill has quietly been one of the better quarterbacks in football I mean, including this season, like, I mean, I think he did it loudly last year, uh, people realized, but this year, I mean, he's, he's kept up similar pace to what he's been doing uh, last season. I I think their defense is definitely a question mark at the moment, but uh, I, I give the edge in coaching to Mike Vrabel. I mean, so I watched the, the, the playoff game last year, obviously uh, the Ravens are, Uh, one of the best teams in football, if not the best MVP, Lamar Jackson, and the Titans controlled that game from start to finish. Uh, And I think it was mostly because of Mike Vrabel and his game plan. Uh, I I think he is, uh, I think he is Belichick like in his uh, ability to manage a game. Uh, I mean, obviously coming from uh, playing under Belichick for, for a number of years. So, so I, th- I think he's smart enough to to shut down Lamar um, and the Ravens. But I'll say I wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens win. I mean, they're starting to peak. Uh, the last couple of weeks, they've looked like the Ravens last season. Uh, so I, th- I think it'll be a great game no matter what happens.
1: You think Tan has been so quiet this year, and not just in general this year, but do you think that he's not getting talked about the way that he probably should be? because people look at that team and say they're so reliant on Derrick Henry that it kind of makes it easier for Tannehill to put up the numbers that he does. I don't know that that's true or not, but I like when people think of the Titans, they think of Derrick Henry. That's not the case with the Ravens or the Chiefs or these teams where the quarterback is considered the best in the league.
0: Uh, except for the Chiefs.
2: <laughs> no, I, I definitely I think that's a fair point. I uh... But I mean, I mean, either way, like relying on Derrick Henry or not, he he's consistent. He does what he needs uh, his team to do, uh, to, or he does what his team needs him to do to to pull out a win. And and there have been a couple games like he's needed to throw. Uh, I mean, obviously more often than not, when they win, it's on Derrick Henry's back. But they've gotten into some shootouts where him and AJ Brown, Corey Davis, and Johnny Smith have been able to to put it together. So. Uh, so I don't think it's fair to completely say uh, that he doesn't deserve anything just because he's got one of the one of the bell cows in the league. Uh, but I mean, it certainly does help. It certainly does help. But he does what he's got to do to 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 put uh, wins in the win column.
0: Um. So yeah, my original preseason prediction was Ravens in the Super Bowl, and I think these past couple of weeks Lamar's starting to like be himself again. And I think their team's getting healthy. They finally got a little over all the COVID stuff. I think they're going to go in there. and I think they're actually going to roll the Titans. I'm taking the Ravens, obviously, with the three point. They're three point favorites, but I'd say they win by double digits. I just think they're going. They could put on a show here in the playoffs because we forget how good they were maybe last year and how dominant they were. And I think they're starting to look like that again. So I'm going to take the Ravens. What about you guys? Who are you taking?
1: You can go first, bub.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, Elijah, I agree with everything you say. Uh, I, I definitely could take the Ravens. Uh, I'm just going to go with my heart and pick, uh, my new hometown Titans, uh, <laughs> but I could definitely, but I could definitely see it going, uh, the way that you say, quite honestly, I think my head agrees with you uh, that yeah. I think the Ravens are peaking Lamar is, uh, is rolling and, they might come in and smash the Titans, right? The Titan they've had a they've laid a couple eggs, uh, this season for sure. And I can see that happening, but we'll go with my heart. I'll go with the Titans with an upset <laughs> at home. Titan up.
1: So it scares me for the Titans. What's the number in this game, Elijah? Uh, Titans are three point underdogs at home. So it scares me with them is just their last two games. They gave up 38 to the Texans and 40 to the Packers, both of which are good offenses. So, I don't you don't necessarily want to hold that against them too much, but the Ravens are also a really good high-powered offense who's scored 38, 27, 40, 42 in their last 34 in their last 5 games. So, I I think Well, we've all kind of been saying the Ravens are getting hot at the right time, and I think they'll end up taking this one, too. All right. Um, So, yeah, Ravens,
0: CJ and I are taking the Ravens. Bub is following his heart, not his head, and taking the Titans. Then we have the game of the week. Everyone will be watching on Nickelodeon. (laughs) Uh, The Bears at Saints. Saints are 10-point favorites. I'm going to take the Bears just cuz i think they'll cover the 10.
1: <laughs> yeah, i think i will too. Uh, their defense is good enough. And their their offense probably won't do anything against the Saints defense unless uh David Montgomery just goes off, which David Montgomery, what a scrub. Yeah, he's turned into a good little player. Um Ugh. but i think that might be in part just because they need him to be to be any kind of good and he's He's done his part, so I guess you can't hold anything against him. And Trubisky is their quarterback, so I I don't think they'll win. But ten is too big to say they can't cover that with that defense. Is
0: Kamara playing? Does anybody know?
1: Yes, uh, he tweeted that he'll be back or something like that. Yes. Okay. Bob, what do you got? Uh, I
2: I I'll take the Saints. I'll yeah. go with the ten points. Uh, I I just I think I mean. Camara his last game before going on the COVID list, uh was we don't need to talk about I mean, it. yeah. Uh <laughs> six touchdowns and I like I, I think he'll come back. I think he's hungry. I think the Saints as a whole are just hungry. Uh and Drew Brees knows that the clock is ticking uh on his career, on his opportunity to get something done. Uh, I think they're fired up about missing out on that one seed. So uh The Bears, I mean, their defense is great, but I think, I mean, they've won despite Trubisky a lot of this season. Like, I know that their record is, what, like six and two with Trubisky, uh, but I I, I think that's a lot of smoke and mirrors, and I think when it comes down to it, he is going to uh, lose them this game big. I could see him tossing two interceptions in the first half that the Saints capitalize on for points, uh, and then all of a sudden it's in his hands the rest of the game and I don't think he'll be able to uh to do it so I'll take the Saints uh with the 10 point spread
0: all right um and then the last game of the weekend the Browns at Steelers another divisional game um this should be an interesting game I think the Steelers got exposed a little bit past I mean they definitely got exposed um and the Browns barely screwed by the Steelers last week when the Steelers weren't playing anyone. Uh, I think the Browns are just happy to be here, but that being said, the Steelers are six-point favorites at home. I'm going to take the Browns to cover, but not only cover, I think the Browns win this game just because the Steelers are frauds.
1: That's a fair point, but are they that big of frauds? Are the Browns not also kind of frauds?
0: Oh no, they absolutely are. But remember, like I think three weeks ago, I called them the best team in the AFC, so I have to stick with it. Right, right, right. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, That's
1: um, not a good take. But I got to stick with it. They're in the playoffs,
0: so I can't be too wrong. Right, I they're guess.
1: one of the seven best teams, maybe in the AFCs or in the in AFCs. their one. Yes, exactly. They're so. definitely one of the seven best in the AFCs. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think I think the Steelers will win, but I'll take the Browns with six points. I think that's a little bit too high of a spread for that game. I've taken a lot of game for the playoffs. I've taken a lot of games where I think the loser covers, as opposed to just taking who I think is going to win.
0: Hey, that's all that matters when you're picking games like this.
1: Exactly.
2: I I think I think I'm going to take the Steelers outright. Uh... I mean, I mean, we know how how difficult it is to to beat a team twice in the same season. Period. I think it's even tougher to beat a team twice back to back, two games. It in is. A row. It
0: is back to back. You're right. Uh,
2: two games in a row, and and I mean, the Steelers have not played well. Uh, but I mean, they did. They started off what 10 and 0. So I know that they're they're not playing well, uh, but. I'm not gonna uh, not just going to throw that away. Their defense is legit, uh, one of the best in football, if not the best. Uh, and, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger's been here before. Uh, obviously, he's not – I don't know if he's not completely healthy or if he's just aging or, or what's going on. Uh, obviously, he hasn't played well, but they still have some pieces on offense, right? James Conner, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, uh, still a lot of skill guys. Uh, and I'll, I'll I'll take them to win by a touchdown, so that would cover, cover six points.
0: Also, quick note: the Browns will be without their head coach, Kevin Stefanski.
2: Right. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes, I'll definitely take the
0: Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I just have to keep picking the Browns till they lose, and then I can move on from them. <laughs> um, so that covers the Super Wild Card Weekend question. Are you guys going to watch that game on Nickelodeon? I'll be at work,
2: so hopefully. <laughs> I, I don't have uh, cable TV at all, so I can't. They're going to be right. sliming players. But I wouldn't <laughs> if I could. I still would not. <laughs> I still wouldn't if I could. I like I the would... idea
1: of Baker Mayfield dropping back in the pocket and just getting a bucket of slime dumped onto him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> really would cause a disturbance in play. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, bub, the real reason you are here, thank you for all your su- football knowledge, but much bigger news this week, the New York Mets are looking like a legitimate baseball team, new owner. I would just say, "Go off, talk about it all you want you're the Mets extraordinaire
2: yeah no i
0: i so uh,
2: I didn't really mention what happened yesterday to my wife she she doesn't follow baseball a ton, uh, but like I mean, I was so excited i didn't really like talk about it though. I was mainly just internally processing it, reading <laughs> articles, whatever. This morning, like when we woke up, I was just like, I was like, like yesterday, the the Mets they just made this really huge trade, right? One of the better players in all of baseball, uh, and I told this was a deeply emotional moment. Like I didn't think about it; it wasn't trying me trying to be profound. But I said, like, I, I've spent my whole life loving the Mets, and it feels like finally they are starting to love me back, uh, <laughs> and so it it, it feels uh, amazing. And so, I mean, obviously. Uh, I mean, I've joked with you guys in text about the Mets winning the next, like, five World Series, whatever. Obviously, I don't believe that. Uh, I won't even guarantee a World Series uh, at all, right? I mean, there's too many things that go into that. Uh, but it's just so refreshing that they are uh, – I mean, they're doing the best that they can to to put a good baseball team on the field uh, for the fans, right? For the fans. Uh, I mean, if you guys, if you haven't followed Steve Cohen yet on Twitter, just do it because he's hilarious <laughs> He, interacting is good, with, he is funny uh, interacting with the fans, but he, he's, he's been a fan for a long time of the team. His wife's been a fan uh, of the team. And I think that shows because uh, they're, they're worried about the fans. And so the, the Mets previous ownership I mean, there were times they put a good team on the field. There were times that they tried to win, but it was always about the money. It was always about uh, trying to steal the back pages from the Yankees or whatever. It was all about trying to build the value of the team. Uh, and so, I mean, when that a, a lot of times, uh-huh. I mean, winning goes along uh-huh. with that goal. But when you're worried mostly about uh, money or or value, eventually. Uh, I mean, push comes to shove, and and you have to choose, right? You have to sacrifice value and wealth and money to be able to win, uh, and they showed an unwillingness to do that uh, time and again. So, so no, it's it just it's very refreshing this whole off season since the Mets have been sold. Uh, it's been a lot of anticipation. Uh, the the people on Mets Twitter have been very antsy the last couple months uh, about oh. Was was Steve Cohen just a bunch of talk and the Mets aren't actually going to do very much? Uh, But I mean, I I think the the trade yesterday definitely answers that question uh, resoundingly. So
1: one thing that's got to be awesome with Cohen, every team in not I don't want to say every team, but almost every MLB owner loses money every season. Think about having a 25 man payroll with almost all 25 getting at least a million dollars and usually one, two or three of those guys getting around $30 million. You you have to pay all that. You have to pay the managers, the coaches, the equipment staff, the trainers, the people who run the stadium. There's so much money goes into a baseball season and they just can't always get that revenue back. That's why we have revenue sharing in baseball. Right. And, for, to have an owner finally who is on the top half of that threshold instead of the bottom half of that, it's, it's such a great feeling. I mean, Elijah and I have gotten to experience that with the Steinbrenners and with John Henry, and there mm-hmm. are obviously – Screw kind of, John Henry. And, <laughs> and Mets fans will realize at some point that it's not always going to be shelling out money for the best players every season. But it's nice to always be in that conversation. It's nice to feel like you have a chance to get Lindor, to sign Springer. And yeah, maybe 10 years from now, they'll have to do whatever they can to get rid of Lindor because they overpaid him. But at least you got him. And at least for the next five years, you guys are a team that people are going to say, if you pick them at the start of the season, it's not a bad choice. It might not be the best, but they're certainly not a team where people should be surprised if they find themselves in the World Series or at least making a deep playoff push.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean I mean that's the thing, and that that's the thing that I mean the Wilpons and whoever their puppet manager or puppet general manager was would always say is right, like we have to worry about the long term value of these contracts, right? We don't want to be paying these guys who are old, whatever. Uh, I mean, I'm sure, like, I mean, CJ, you could speak to this. Uh, I don't think going back, you would you would say the Yankees should not have signed A-Rod just because of the last couple years of what that was.
1: Oh, absolutely so, not. And same thing with Sabathia and Teixeira. We've had, I mean, we talked about this not long ago. The Yankees give out bad contracts to free agents kind of a lot. They do well with their homegrown guys and the Jeters and Bernie and, Osada and the core four and but at the same time we've had plenty of contracts that were considered bust we had to trade Carlos Beltran because that was a bad contract we traded Andrew Miller because that was a bad contract we we've definitely had our fair share of contracts it didn't work out but when you get that World Series in 2009 it at least makes the three big ones that we had then worth it
2: right Right. I mean, and that's the thing is, I mean, again, the, the, just the culture shift with the the new general, the new uh, owner here, right? The, the old owners, I mean, it wouldn't have been worth it to them to take on massive amounts of debt just to win a world series. It wouldn't have been worth it to them. Uh, And for Cohen, I, I think that's not the case. I think he'd do whatever it took to get a world series for the team, for the fans even if that means he's got to pay for it a couple years down the road.
1: And now the question is, does he know how to do it? Right. Uh, yeah. Cause at the end of the day, that there's, it, there's at least five or six teams in baseball that shell out money pretty much every year. Obviously those five or six don't win the world series every year this year, the Dodgers did, but look at who they were playing. Can the Mets be a team that is not only willing to, spend the money, but willing to spend the money correctly and actually go put a team together that can win the World Series. Because I don't think they're a bad roster right now by any stretch, but there are still some holes and there's still improvements that can be made, as there is with every team. But it's about finding those holes, making the right moves, making moves with your head and not your heart more often than not, which is certainly something that I think you could fear with Cohen. I don't know that for sure, but when you have the fan that takes over the team, George Steinbrenner was guilty of it too. He made a lot of moves with his heart and not his head, so it's that's something to be concerned about. But you you gotta be thrilled right now if you're a Mets fan.
2: Oh yeah, well, I mean, so 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 it's great to have this money, right? But obviously, you need to spend it wisely. My my thing is right. A guy like Steve Cohen doesn't accumulate uh, a net worth of what is $13 billion by just throwing his money away. Right. Uh, and so I, I think he, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think he knows how to build a baseball team, but luckily uh, that's not necessarily the owner's job, right? I I think he knows what it will take to put a team around him that can make those decisions. Well, um, like that, they they hired their new general manager Jared Porter, uh, who came over from I think the Diamondbacks, uh, and, and people were raving about him uh, as this, this uh, their new general manager, saying that he's uh, he's a guy that a lot of teams have coveted uh, moving forward as a as a potential general manager, uh, able to spot talent, able to make tough decisions that are necessary uh, to to build the team moving forward. So. So, yeah, obviously we can't evaluate this trade uh, or any of the moves he's made yet, uh, but I think they're definitely trending in the right direction. I don't think anyone would say that they're moving backwards, which has not always been the case for the Mets in the offseason. Uh, there have been many off seasons that they've either stayed still or moving backwards, uh, moved backwards. So
0: Yeah, and that's all you can really ask for at this point.
2: Yeah, so, I mean the 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 great thing is is just seeing what you're able to do as a big market team uh, when you can take advantage of those financial constraints of a small market team. Because uh, I mean, not only were the Mets able to get a great one of the best players in uh, in the league in Francisco Lindor, but they didn't have to pay a ton for him. Uh, I think because they were able to take on, I mean, not only the money he's making now, but they are uh, making a play to sign him long-term. I was going to
1: ask about that, because obviously this trade is a great trade, but the Mets are, I think they have a shot to contend this year, but I would guess most Mets fans would even tell you they're probably a year away from being maybe one of the best teams going into the season. And if Lindor does walk at the end of the season, this trade obviously probably doesn't end up being worth it. But is that something that you've seen? Are they in the talks at least? Uh,
2: they've said, they've said in the next couple of weeks, they're going to engage him in talks. Uh, the GM said he doesn't want to like do it. Like, like as soon as he gets in the door, like whack him in the face with this stuff. Uh, but they said that's a priority moving forward. Like that. Andy Martino reports for SNY. He's, yep. he's the worst. Uh, he said <laughs> he said something about how he thinks this is just a one year move for the Mets, and that that's just ridiculous. Uh, like, I mean, obviously they have to work out the details of whether they can come to an agreement, but uh, I would highly doubt that this is a move they made with only a single year
1: in mind. Right, the Mets can't go into this move thinking it's a one-year deal. If Lindor decides, I want to test free agency, or I don't want to be in New York, or whatever, you can only do so much there. But the Mets have to have at least gone into it thinking he's going to be here for at least the next seven, eight years. Right,
2: right. So, yeah, Elijah, I don't want to... I don't want to pour salt on a on a wound that may never heal, but don't I mean this, this reminds me. I mean this is this exactly is what happened with uh, Mookie Betts, right? 100 oh, I mean, percent. It's, it's, it's the same deal. I mean the the socks were strapped for cash. Uh, they they took a lesser return probably than they could have gotten uh, to to ship out Mookie towards the end of his deal goes to a bigger market team that could absorb that cost and could sign him. Uh, long term. So
0: Hey, I'm happy for the Mets. I think it'll be good for them. Um obviously I root for them over the Yankees cuz that's clearly obvious. Um yeah, no, no I'm happy for them. Uh I hate the Yankees. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm just happy neither Mookie Orlando went to the Yankees, I guess. So that's a positive too.
1: <laughs> Wait, Bob, Bob. I actually have a question here. Yes. So for the past, uh, I don't know how long we've been friends where we talk every day pretty much, but we've been friends probably going back to when we were kids. Um, all the times that you've said that the Yankees have bought their championships or that when you have <laughs> that much money, of course you should win, you're going to take that over to the new ownership, right?
2: Oh, absolutely.
3: <laughs> oh, absolutely.
0: I used to make the same argument all the time to all my Yankee. Friends, like, I was like, yeah, the Yankees just buy everybody. Right. And as it got older, it's like, oh, I guess that's just how it works. But right. Yeah. <laughs> the bigger markets
1: should buy up the cr- the crappy player or the crappy teams, good players, because we have the money. No team is right, not yeah. going to do it. I wouldn't actually expect the Mets or Cohen to be like, uh, oh, I was a Mets fan growing up. I don't want to be the Yankees. So we're still going to keep payroll <laughs> under 200 million. And we're just going to make know. it a little harder on ourselves. <laughs>
2: Yeah, please no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this, this, this move, it, def- it definitely gives, I mean, it gives the whole, the whole organization from top to bottom, including the fans, I think just some juice. Uh, like the, the ownership, the management, they believe in us. They want to give us something, right? It, it I, I mean, I, again, you can't, evaluate a deal uh, after you've seen what comes of it. But I mean, this is like, at the time the move is made, this is one of the most significant trades the Mets have ever made.
1: Um, I mean, I think it's <laughs> where, it's, where it seems good for the Mets.
2: Right. Yes. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, uh, cause I, I mean, it's up there. I mean, the, the three that I think of off the top of my head are Gary Carter uh Mike Piazza and then Johan Santana. Obviously Santana didn't necessarily pan out how they had hoped. But he, he got no hitter he brought the no hitter. Uh but <laughs> uh but either way, I mean though those three moves are really the, the three times in Mets history that like those those moves have really juiced the team and the fan base to believe that hey maybe anything is uh is possible here Uh, and so so again i I think it could have a a gary carter or mike piazza like impact on the franchise moving forward uh, in the next couple years at least Uh, so i mean obviously carter was the last piece for those 86 mets Um, they brought him in in 85 he was the last piece piazza was uh i mean one of the finishing pieces to make it to the World Series in 2000, obviously they they fell short to the Yankees, but uh, but hopefully Lindor is sort of the, this this final major piece to building a core that can compete for uh, a championship.
0: And the best part is the offseason season just getting started. So,
2: well, I mean that's the thing is I, I mean all the all the big money free agents are still out there uh for I mean not for the Mets to sign for anybody to sign though like uh I mean the, the big name guys Springer, Bauer, Lemehu, and Real Muto are all still available. Uh and I mean who knows where they go. I, like the I mean that's the thing is the, the Mets look in great shape now but the Dodgers are reportedly talking to DJ LeMayhew. He wants them better. Yeah, yeah. I
1: would I would be <laughs> so annoyed if that happened.
2: He makes oh. them better, uh, supposedly Real Muto's still talking with teams in the NL East, uh, like with Washington and I think Atlanta. Uh, so the Mets do look great right now, um, but there's still a lot of dominoes to fall uh, that could uh, give juice to their opponents both in the NL. And then obviously if you're competing for a World Series, you got to compete against uh, both leagues. So.
1: And that's the thing, too, that I was thinking about yesterday for the Mets is they still have the Braves in their division. So it's very possible you finish second place in your own division. And then you got the Dodgers and the Padres who are probably going to one will win that division. One will probably get the top wildcard spot. I'm pretty confident at this point the Mets make the playoffs. But if things go wrong, it it's not a lock. I don't think that anything that drastic could happen, but we're going back to two playoff teams or two wildcard teams, right? I I think so. So in theory, you guys are probably the favorites for that second spot. You guys are the Braves, whoever people are taking to lose that division. But it's not a far cry to think that if things don't go perfectly, they end up a game or two out of that second spot, just with how the NL is laid out right now being that the Padres look as good as they do and will probably be competing for that first wild card spot. So,
2: I mean, that's the thing that I'm excited about with this Mets team. Uh, in the past, the past number of years, whenever the Mets have maybe been, like, people are like, maybe they're going to be good. It's 100% dependent upon everything going right. <laughs> uh, and I I think... I think they're building a team that it, that doesn't necessarily need to happen. Uh, so so I certainly agree that, I mean, things could go wrong and they could miss the playoffs. I'm not saying they're a lock by any means, but I think they're building themselves a much bigger margin of error than they've had uh, the last couple times they've been supposed to be good. I mean, I mean people were – it wasn't unheard of going into last season for people to pick the Mets as a playoff team.
1: Right. I was going uh, to say, if you go back on this podcast, probably I bet I would said last year, if things go perfectly, maybe the Mets find their way in. And now I'm saying if things don't go right, they might find themselves on the outside looking in. So that's clearly a jump. I mean, it's it may not be exactly where you want to be yet, but it's just because I haven't seen them yet, too. There's a chance that they end up winning the division by five or six games.
2: Well, right. I mean... Yeah. I mean, going into last year, right. I mean, a lot, a lot went wrong. Uh, I mean, Syndergaard was out for the whole season. Strowman opted out. So they ended up having to, to give, uh, I mean, what it ended up being 10, 15 starts in a 60 game season to Michael Waka and Rick Porcello. <laughs> uh, and so hopefully they're, they're building a scenario in which that, that doesn't have to be the case. And right now they, I mean, At the moment, they they have a a couple log jams where where they got to fit players in, uh, guys they want to get at bats that don't necessarily fit into the lineup, and so that's a good spot for them to be. Um, As I mean, obviously, as much as the, I mean, the headliner of this deal is one hundred percent Francisco Lindor, uh, but I am very excited as well to bring in Carlos Carrasco to uh, this the pitching staff. I mean that that was, I mean that that was what killed them last season. It wasn't their offense; it was their pitching. And like I said, they gave they had to give the ball to Porcello and uh, and Michael Walker.
0: <laughs> it's a young winner, Rick Porcello. Yeah,
2: right. Um, <laughs> yeah, so so I think I mean I think replacing Ahmed Rosario with Francisco Lindor is a huge upgrade. Uh, but they're also replacing Michael Walker and Rick Porcello with. Uh, Carlos Carrasco and then Marcus Stroman, who's coming and back uh, from the opted-out season, and hopefully by June, Syndergaard will be back as well. Uh, so hopefully that'll that'll give them uh, the ability to to withstand a couple injuries uh, or whatever might happen. I think they still need they still need a another uh, insurance arm. Uh, they're they're reportedly talking to uh, guys like Corey Kluber, um, uh, Jose Quintana. I've heard his name thrown around, uh, and so if they can get one of those guys pretty cheap, uh, I'll be I'll be very happy with the pitching staff going into the season. Uh, going into the season as is, and then banking on getting Syndergaard back before the All Star break. Lot to
1: look forward to. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's gonna be a it's, good season. It's it's uh
2: bright days, bright days uh are ahead, hopefully for the Mets. Uh
0: we'll have to have you on again before the season kicks off. I'm sure they'll make more moves before then. Um couple of quick closing notes for you crazy New York sports fans. Um, how good are the New York Knicks? Maybe
1: the best team ever? <laughs> ever? <laughs> yeah, th- I mean Probably. I know that they would beat the Warriors of a few years ago. I'm still not sure about the uh, the Chicago Bulls, but it's it's definitely close.
0: (laughs) I mean, you guys got to be like seriously, though. You guys got to be excited about what you're seeing so far.
1: Eh, That's fool's gold. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to do a total 180 on you there, but I just, I mean, we've seen this before. The Knicks. Don't forget. As much as we act like our lives have been horrible as Knicks fans, we were a two-seed a few, not a few years ago now, but I think in 2012 What's we were the two-seed. So it's not like we've been horrible forever. It's just we're never good enough. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, they took them
0: 25 games to get to five wins this, last year. And this year they're, what, five and three already? I definitely
1: so. think we're better.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But are you are you think of a playoff team or no that's crazy talk
1: probably not but maybe if things Ooh. keep trending in this direction we're competing for the eighth seed i think we might okay. be in the graphic uh, <laughs> in the hunt <laughs> nice i'll take a playoff talk for the knicks that's yeah. cool
0: um and then bub more up your alley nhl starts up soon what do we got for expectations for this year's nhl season yeah, NHL starts up on
2: Wednesday, uh, which is really exciting. Uh, with
0: their new sponsored divisions.
2: I, the, so, it, I mean, this season is going to be brutal, um, especially, unfortunately, for uh, my New York Rangers. Uh, so for those of you who don't follow hockey, uh, they, they're taking COVID rules very seriously, especially with how many teams are uh, based in Canada uh and travel restrictions over the border still being pretty uh pretty intense they have divided uh the league into four new divisions most of the divisions are relatively similar to what they normally are except all the Canadian teams have been taken and put into their own division interesting yes and so uh so all the Canadian teams have been taken out of the other uh four they've been put in their own division um and then they've sort of squashed the other divisions together and the regular season will be made up of um, what one, one division has one less team because the NHL is at 31 teams, Uh, but all the divisions will play seven games against each division opponent. And that's the season. No division play at all. Uh, And so the, I mean, the, the division that's going to be the absolute bloodiest is uh, the the division that the the New York Rangers are in. Uh, let me let me pull up these uh, the bloodiest. I can, that's I can find the it. the division uh, breakdown just so I can. Uh,
0: Do you know the name of this new sponsor division?
2: Uh, I don't, at the moment, is that actually true? Did we find out if that's real or not? The NHL one
0: is true. The NHL one is true. They have sponsored divisions. 100%. Uh, yeah, I
2: think this is, uh, this has to be in, in response to it. Um, but yeah, the, the Rangers, I mean, their, their division was going to be tough, uh, period, coming into the season with uh, the the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Washington Capitals, uh the New York Islanders are a good team. The Carolina mm-hmm. Hurricanes are a good team. Uh, but now they add, so they, they have, they have, uh, Pittsburgh, Washington, the Philadelphia Flyers, New York Islanders, the Buffalo Sabres who are, uh, projecting to be much improved. They signed one of the better free agents, a guy named Taylor Hall in the offseason. Uh, they're figuring to be much improved. The devils who are not great, but then, uh, <laughs> the Boston Bruins are in uh, the Eastern division with the Rangers now. And so the, blood the Bruins fly everywhere, Islanders, Penguins and Capitals are all uh, legit teams. And so, uh, so yeah, so that's how it breaks down. There's an East, a central, a West, and then a North division. All the Canadian teams are in that Northern division, uh, all seven of them. So, so, yeah, it's, so how, it's does, I mean, how do the
1: playoffs work? Is it going to be the top four in each division make it?
2: Uh, I actually haven't. Uh, that makes sense. So, the, the first two rounds of the playoffs are intra divisional. The first place oh. team playing the fourth place team, second okay. place playing the third place. Uh, the four teams that advance from that second round to the semifinal. Will be seeded based on their points total in the regular season. Whoa! Uh, to take away, right? To take away being if you're the second best team in a division that's terrible, versus if you're maybe the third best team in a division that was a dogfight, right? Uh, so, so that yeah, so that's how they're uh, how they're breaking it down, and and so it's going to be. It's going to be crazy. I mean, it's only 56 games compared to the normal 82, but seven games each against every one of your division opponents.
0: <laughs> uh, They're going to be so sick of each other.
2: Oh, and I mean, NHL teams, I mean, so, some of the best rivalries in sports are NHL teams just because of how physical the game is, uh, how fast the game is, and how how much some of these cities really care about the sport of hockey. You normally play your division opponents four times in a season uh, in between playing teams on the West Coast, teams on the East Coast, uh, whatever, right? This is just going to be intense uh, 56 games of playing a division rival <laughs> three times a week.
0: So <laughs> That's going to be a mess.
2: Yeah. It's, I mean, it will it, be blood, Elijah, I mean, Elijah, just think about a football season in which uh, the Packers, they play 10 games uh, all of them are against the Lions, the Vikings, and the Bears. That'd be insane. That, that's what we've got. So uh, we'd go
0: thirty and zero. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, right. But, uh, but yeah, it should be good. Uh, I mean, as a Rangers fan, I'm excited. Uh, they they've built. They were they've been rebuilding the past couple years. Last year, they brought in a guy named Artemi Panarin, who was the best free agent available. He almost won the MVP last year. They've got a bunch of kids coming up, including uh, the guy they got to draft first overall last year, who's which
0: was uh, insane.
2: Yeah, he's he's the uh, the the best prospect in in hockey right now. So the Rangers are hopefully a good team, but they are in a brutal division, and this year is just going to be a bloodbath. It's going to be really fun to watch.
0: And what about the Red Wings? Give me something positive, anything positive.
2: Well, the Red Wings, uh, I am I, happy with the Red Wings right now because they took on uh, Mark Stahl from the Rangers, who was on a pretty <laughs> bad contract. So oh, I'm good. am happy with that. But uh, have I ever, ever told you that uh, Jimmy Howard, the goalie for the Red Wings, he was teammates with the guy who was my goalie coach? Oh, really? Yeah, they played uh, junior hockey together. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, they're still they're still friends. So, oh, that's awesome. That's cool. Uh, yeah the the Red Wings. I mean, they're they're not a great team at the moment, um, and they're they're in a tough division. They've got Carolina, uh, the Hurricanes. They got the Dallas Stars, who obviously made it to the Stanley Cup uh, final last season. Uh, they got the Tampa Bay Lightning, who won the cup. So that's interesting. the 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 last two teams to play in the cup are now in the same division. Uh, and then my second hometown, uh Nashville Predators as well.
0: Oh, geez, they're in this oh my gosh. They might not win once.
2: <laughs> so the Red Wings will be tough. Uh definitely tough sledding for them. Uh, but hey, anything can happen in hockey. So
0: Um, I saw I was looking at the top thirty one teams based on like a bunch of like watchability, I guess, was how they ranked them. Mm-hmm. The Red Wings were dead last, and the only oh. reason to watch them is because their jerseys are cool.
1: Uh, oh, that's rough. <laughs> At least there's a reason. Oh, yeah. that's rough. They
0: gave them an 8 on how their jerseys look. Other than that, every, it's, they're
1: not going to be... Oh, good. they only get Trust. an 8 on jerseys, too? Jeez. <laughs> Hopefully,
2: I, I mean, the, the Red rest. Wings... The Red Wings had one of... I mean, a, a... The Red Wings dynasty throughout the 90s and the 2000s yeah, it was, was one of
0: the craziest things in
2: Overshadowed. Over. By the Patriots, uh, just because Detroit didn't win as many championships as the Patriots did. But it's still one of the most, uh, I mean, it's one of the most dominant runs in hockey history and I think in sports history. What was it, 27 straight years? Um, they made the playoffs, yeah. So hopefully, uh, for all of us, we can look at what's happening to the Red Wings and say, maybe this is what's coming for the New England
1: Patriots. Uh, in there we go. Moving That's forward. a positive way to spin that.
0: <laughs> so here um, is. Their watch. Their overall watchability rating was a twenty, Ooh. I think, out of fifty. Oh, wow. <laughs> Star power two. Secondary plot lines four. <laughs> Controversy quoting two. Fun factor four. Aesthetics eight. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that's something I something I like about Detroit is they they've gotten a lot of a uh, lot of in state talent uh, and uh, you got I mean you guys know I'm a University of Michigan fan so a couple of their better players Dylan Larkin. Uh, we're university of Michigan guys. So,
0: Oh, that's right. I forgot. I'm also all over the Colorado avalanche bandwagon too. So,
2: Oh yeah. They're, they're right. good. They're good. Yeah. Their division's not too tough. Uh, looking at it, to be honest. So
0: my guy, McKinnon is unbelievable. Yeah. That was, uh, um, yeah. The, uh, the Rangers have a 42 rating. Their star power is eight secondary plot lines is nine. I don't know what this means. Controversy quote in eight fun factor, nine, Aesthetics eight, so I'll take it.
2: Well, what what rank are they? With a four? Um,
0: record? I think they they don't have numbers because why would they? One, two, three, four, six. Uh, it looks like they're sixth on the list. Maple Leafs are first. Oh gosh. Their lowest their lowest rating was aesthetics with an eight.
2: That's just <laughs> no. That's just because they're Toronto.
0: Uh, <laughs> they're, you know. Anyway, so – oh, and you said Michigan. I wrote this down too. Harbaugh signed a uh, four-year extension with Michigan. How do uh, you guys feel about that?
1: I, wh- <laughs> we can move on. That's all I got. I mean, this that's the last thing. I just wanted to end on that note. I saw
0: it while yeah. we were talking. I was like, oh, they signed him through 2025. So I know you Michigan fans must be happy.
2: He, he brought a lot of excitement when he first got there. <laughs> He brought them back to relevance. Uh, cause, I mean, they, in the Brady Hoke era, they were utterly irrelevant. Uh, but he he hasn't been able to do anything to get them over uh, over the hump to compete in the Big Ten. I mean, obviously the the big uh, the big one is that he's never been able to to beat Ohio State, uh, which he should have a couple years ago. That overtime bad call. Either way. Uh, if you're gonna come, if you're gonna show up to Michigan, right? You you gotta compete with Ohio State. Uh,
0: now I feel like they're relevant for the wrong reasons.
2: No, I I mean they they brought they came back to relevance like they were ranked, uh, they were a decent team, not good enough, but they were a decent team, uh, and that that's what they needed because I mean they were terrible, they were abysmal, weren't ranked, would go under 500 or at 500, weren't bringing in recruits. Uh, and so he's brought them to a mid-tier level from where they were. But Woohoo. you're Michigan, right? So, <laughs> so yeah, they uh, they be- become content with mediocrity, likely because he. I mean, I mean, he's a Michigan guy. He made it to the Super Bowl with the Forty ers ten years ago. So,
1: <laughs> I mean, we talked about it earlier with Devonte Smith winning the Heisman. We never got to see the good years at Michigan. We didn't see Desmond yeah. Howard win the Heisman. We didn't see uh, uh, Charles Woodson, Woodson, Woodson win the Heisman. It's just there's been no player or success reason to watch Michigan. Hey, the the NCAA football game
2: that everyone still plays <laughs> has Denard <laughs> Robinson on the cover. That is very runs. true. <laughs>
0: very true. Um. Bob, thanks for coming on. A lot of
1: great insight. Hey, Bub, um, before we go, as big as the Lindor signing was, during this podcast, the Mets made a move and signed Brandon Drury. Does that top the Lindor excitement for you? Probably, to yeah. be honest with you. Nice. Let's go, Mets. I can hear it in your voice. <laughs> no, uh,
2: just before you hopped on, CJ Elijah and I were talking, I saw a report from uh, one of the Mets reporters <laughs> The Mets have apparently called the Cubs about Chris Bryant. So there you uh, go. So do not sleep. The off the off is just getting started.
0: So basically, put all the money you have on the Mets to win the World Series. Yeah, do it now before it's uh, odds. <laughs> <laughs> one to one odds. Uh, Bub, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. We'll have you on before the Mets season starts again. Um, any closing notes by either of you guys?
2: No, just thanks for having me. Uh, it's really fun. I got to do this in person before I moved down to, uh, to Tennessee. And then I guess I semi have to thank the pandemic for you guys learning how to do this remotely. Uh, <laughs> I'm so nice. back on, <laughs> but, uh, but no, it's fun. Thank you guys. I appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. CJ. Uh, I guess my only closing thought is Bob, you're from Tennessee. <laughs> yes. That makes sense. Cause you're the only 10 I see. <laughs>